Glowers! Welcome back to the Vitamin Glow Podcast! I'm your girl, Haley. And I'm your girl, Katie. And we are back with another episode! And it is all about navigating through our 20s. We are in our... Mid-20. Late 20. No! I'm in late 20. I'm like... Oh, I'm like an awkward. I just ended my mid twenties, right? You're twenty six. All right. You're twenty seven. Yeah, <laughs> I'm officially late twenty, and you're just entering yeah. the late twenties career. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I said that. I swear, like three years ago, I was only twenty three, <laughs> and I kept telling myself, "I'm young." Wow, I'm not yeah, young anymore. You know, it's crazy to think that people in their 2000s, people that were born in 2000, are 20 years old. We're old. Okay, not that old, but like, <laughs> like we're born in the 90s. We are mature, we could say. We are mature. Yeah. Independent. <laughs> Independent ladies. Lady. But okay. yes, um, navigating through 20s. I have a lot to say for this one. I mm. really do. Do you have more to say than me? Because I don't think I have like that many experience when it comes to very different jobs. Because I don't see right, but it doesn't have to be jobs. It could be like you studied makeup too, right? Before mm-hmm. you went to the UK. Mm-hmm. What was your drive to study that? You yeah. know, I'm sure you had plans to do something in that industry, mm-hmm. but then you went to the UK, mm-hmm. so your plans changed. So mm-hmm. I want to hear about it. Yeah, and it's also cool to hear you know stories about YouTubers because. We really don't know the behind story mm-hmm. of what happens. Yeah. It's like it's a mysterious job. <laughs> you know? Because I really worked in, like, companies, so everything is a bit more transparent. Mm-hmm. So let's hear your story, Ailey. How has yeah. it been your early 20s and your current 20 now? Um, my early 20 is... I don't actually have nothing to say apart from studying makeup because I was really into makeup like passionate about learning I went to the college but it was a night time oh, college really? and I went to the like academy like makeup academy in but, the afternoon so how did you fall into love with makeup before you started school though because I love reading magazine fashion magazines so uh-huh. especially I'm, I was more into makeup products rather than fashion so interesting I bought like I couldn't like afford like everything but it was like you know Misha Misha yeah. was Misha came out when I was um, in high school Oh, so, like a new brand? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's the wow. time when they came out really cheap, affordable makeup products. So they changed the whole paradigm of makeup brands. In Cause, Korea? Yeah, because you have to go to department store to buy the products. And it's really expensive. So, yeah. like, especially young people couldn't afford it. But after that's Misha, crazy. yeah, after Edit House came out, <gasps> it three came out. So, it's, so it wasn't that long ago. Mm-hmm. But it changed the oh, whole. Gosh, Korea so brand. fast. Yeah, but it was so cheap, like three dollars for eyeshadow, three dollars for really? tint. <gasps> wow! And all of my friends went to Misha when they were on sale, like buy all the makeup products. That's so Things cool. Like that. Yeah, and then I really like. I bought some products. I really, I bought like mascara. Also, yeah, it was yeah. only like two dollars or something. But you didn't want to, like, go to a traditional, like, four-year university in Korea, or...? Because mm, there are not too many options if you want to study 
in four year uni- I mean makeup in four year university mm-hmm. I think there's only one at that time but now that I know there are more, more than that now, yeah. but at that time there's a two only like most of options are two years college because mm. you don't need they feel like you don't need that much like education to learn about makeup it's more like experience and practice right it's more yeah. like practical thing mm-hmm. rather than academic so that's why it's a two-year I can guess so so I learned two years and I went to also makeup academies but after I graduate I was um, figuring out what do I want to f- um, in the futures mm-hmm. and at the time I like t- taught the makeup in academy mm-hmm. as, as like assistant teacher assistants oh that's cool yeah it's like it was like two or three months how was that experience been because i didn't think i was like experienced enough so i was not that confident when it comes to teaching to other people yeah so did you you didn't enjoy it as much as you mm, thought you would mm-hmm. and also the makeup style was kind of old if you want to learn like typical classic makeup it is not something you can wear when you uh, on a daily, like a daily basis. basis it's more like archie shape like, like stage makeup ex- theater yeah like more like on stage mm. so i didn't really enjoy that type of makeup but it's really good to learn like basic things because yeah. you can change adaptive things to like different makeup and there was a time when i started doing my blog like like writing mm. a blog i just um write things what I like. There was a time that like YouTube really became popular in Korea. Yeah. It was kind of late. It was compared late. Compared to other Yeah. Actually, countries. I remember I was in college this at uh, I was interning in college my during my third no, fourth year, my mm-hmm. final year in college. Mm-hmm. And YouTube has already been this like really big platform. Mm-hmm. And I just had this feeling, oh, it's going to get big in Korea like really mm-hmm. soon I have to go. Mm-hmm. You know? And right when I came, which was around 2017, yeah. it was, like, blowing up. Yeah. Like, probably 2016, 2017. Mm-hmm. And it blew up really quickly. Like, yeah. a lot faster than the U.S., I think. Really? Yeah. Because the internet is really fast in Korea. So, <laughs> I think it's fast in Korea. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, that's why, that's how I start YouTube. And I, in the, like, first two years, I just did it as a hobby. So, I didn't take it as, like, a job i just mm. do it for fun and my parents didn't wasn't that really interested in what i'm doing on youtube yeah. they <laughs> don't even posting like makeup tutorials okay mm-hmm. and then i started to do it really as a full-time job after i moved to uk what made you like want to pursue this career or like this path um i think that's the only thing i really do enjoy mm. and yeah, I just wanted to try how it goes, how it yeah. leads me. If I focus on this job as a full-time job, it's becoming harder and harder as I'm taking more seriously this mm-hmm. as a full-time job. I'm really enjoying my job. I really like what I'm doing right now. Did it take some time for you to like figure out what kind of content you wanted to? Mm-hmm. And at post? first, I was more into like making really beautiful aesthetic in right. the first place and then you could see that how different it is from compared to my recent contents because my recent content is more like informative yeah providing more information because i'm 
I think my audience really want to know what product is good and what product is um, suit really well. So I think that's what they want to know. Trying to find a balance. Yeah, of... trying to balance, find a balance. But I'm more into like informative contents. And I think there's so many like misinformation out there in, mm. on YouTube space. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to call it an influencer. But if I call me as an influencer, mm -hmm. I think my responsibility is providing the right information. So right. It takes time. It takes more and more time to make a content because right, I right. have to like research a lot of things. So I'm thinking to find a research assistant. And then mm -hmm. when it comes to like ingredient and stuff, because I don't have any background of like scientific or cosmetic ingredients stuff like that. Yeah. And then like comments really help me to motivate. Oh yeah, like when people write really like inspiring comments, mm -hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But that's great that you were able to find something like as you navigated through your twenties, you know, going mm -hmm. to makeup school and then going to the UK and focusing on YouTube mm -hmm. as a full time job, mm -hmm. trying out different contents, realizing mm -hmm. what you're passionate about. Like that was all from your early twenties to even now, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And you're still trying to like figure it out and like perfect this job or calling mm -hmm. or career mm -hmm. that you have. Mm -hmm. And I definitely think it takes time like yeah. maybe people will look at your youtube video and think like oh it happened overnight mm. but really it's like no i've been doing this since like early 20s <laughs> and now like you said we're hitting our late 20s <laughs> you know like almost a decade in making like how long did you have your channel for i think i made this in like four or five years ago but okay. i've been consistent like over two years Oh wow! Like once did you see the most growth when you were consistent? Yeah, a lot. And it's really challenging if mm -hmm. you plan to upload every week. Oh yeah, I mean, I've tried. <laughs> I wanted to understand what it was like to be a YouTuber, mm -hmm. because all we see is just content, but mm -hmm. we don't really realize that there's a lot of work that goes behind it. Mm -hmm. And you know, I did it while I had my full time job, so it was a bit hard to find mm -hmm. time but mm -hmm. it's really hard even for like one content like mm -hmm. you have to think about what you're gonna say you have mm -hmm. to like you said research mm -hmm. you have to get the right day to film the right the lighting and yeah. after all of that filming that takes a long time you have to sit there and edit yeah there's the thumbnail there's the description part. there's the yeah. content like that all takes a lot of time so mm -hmm. even putting out one video a week is not easy yeah. and consistency with anything is it's a really hard mm -hmm. hard trait to have mm -hmm. but something that i i think navigating through my 20s as well learned is one of the most important skills to have it's not like being mm -hmm. super talented at one thing or the mm -hmm. other but it's like the fact that you are a consistent person and you're bringing out consistent content or mm -hmm. work wherever you're at or whatever company you're working for like that is i think the most important because that shows mm -hmm. result yeah like being consistent with whatever yeah. that you're doing when i was in like early 20 i was more like i don't like talented that something is like a value or gift mm -hmm. but i think being consistent is more important than having a talent because if you don't use yeah. it it's meaningless it is exactly useless. yeah so yeah completely agree mm -hmm. thanks for sharing your story Haley. Mm -hmm. and 
I'll be back. I'll be back. <laughs> we will be back <laughs> in the second part of this episode where Yay. I talk about my navigation through my 20s. 20. with part two of navigating through our 20s. This time I'm going to be sharing my experience of navigating through my 20s. So it started in college. I went to uni in Cali and ever since I got into college, all I thought about was career. Mm -hmm. Actually, like ever since I was little, all I wanted to do was work, which is funny because now that I'm working, I Mm -hmm. kind of miss those days where I had the freedom to do whatever I want in Mm -hmm. college. (laughs) I started interning during Mm -hmm. my sophomore year in college while I was while I was abroad in Italy, I was working at a magazine company and I was trying to figure out like what I wanted to do. And luckily studying abroad has helped me to figure out like who I am and what I wanted to do. And so when I came back to the States, I started interning in um, entertainment. I really enjoy storytelling. And I Mm -hmm. think that was one of the reasons why I got pulled into this industry. Mm -hmm. And I really liked it, but I wanted something for myself, especially when you work for like a big, big company, you don't really feel like you're making big impact mm-hmm. or contribution because you're really this one speck in this company because there's over like hundred thousands of people, you know, mm-hmm. working. And so I always ask myself, yes, great reputation, great brand to work for, but like, is this meaningful? Do I feel fulfilled? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I am getting that kind of energy. And so I want to discover more. And so that's one of the reasons why I have so many like internship experiences is because I really just wanted to figure this out fast and Mm. like you know Mm. do it when I have the freedom to do it and if you are a student like I think it's a great way to reach out to other people that you admire because I think most of the time when you're a student and you're willing to learn more people are more open to um, hearing you out than when you're like a full-time worker I always use the student car, like, hi, I'm a student, like, studying this at this university, and I'm really passionate and interested in what you're doing. I'd love to grab coffee, you know, and and I would talk to a lot of people. By the time I was graduating, I learned that I wanted to work abroad and that I wanted to create content and do something more creative. So I wanted to stay in entertainment and mm-hmm. broadcasting. Mm-hmm. And so when I came to Korea, that's all I did. But even though I was working towards my dreams and goals during my 20s i was still trying to figure out what kind of role best fit me because when you say entertainment it's still very broad like Mm -hmm. singer or any type of performer you could be someone that works behind the cameras during production you could be working post-production you know so i was trying to navigate through that and it definitely wasn't easy and i did a lot of random jobs i was a reporter for a new show i did like early morning show i was a writer um i also did like digital content like youtube for other brands and meanwhile meanwhile i'm trying to do that i also had a full-time job so i gained all of these experiences and each time i gained a new experience i learned more and more about what i wanted to do because when you're in your 20s you have the choice to figure out whether you want to find a job after college that pays really well Mm -hmm. you know that can give you stability but it could also be um maybe a a dream that you have 
that doesn't pay that well, that may be unstable, but it's something that is more fulfilling. Like, I'm not going to say one path is more right mm-hmm. than the other, mm-hmm. but it's simply just a choice that you have. And I chose a path of less money and less stability <laughs> for my dreams. In some ways, I don't regret it because of that mentality. I was able to gain a variety of experiences and meet a lot of different people and learn a lot of different things about myself. Mm-hmm. But sometimes... especially as I'm hitting my late 20s, I do look for stability. I do look for a more of a work-life balance job over something that is my dreams. Mm-hmm. Like I still want to achieve my dreams, but it doesn't have to be very unstable. Yeah. <laughs> like it was fun. Once you start paying rent every month, it can get pretty stressful. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. So that's what I'm still trying to figure out. Like I feel like I still haven't found like... the right job or something that I want to like be really consistent with mm-hmm. so that I can be like an essentialist and like narrow down you know the few things that I'm good at and that I want to pursue and really put all my energy in it so that I can like exponentially grow in those areas because right now I feel like I'm pretty like spread out really thin but I also think that it's okay to be in this kind of phase because yeah. if you really don't know what you want like you have to spread yourself out and try different things. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't, then you won't be able to figure out what it is that you could be really good at. So that has been my experience navigating through my 20s. Lots of internships, lots of different jobs, lots of uncertainties. But every time I take a new challenge, every time I take on a new job, I learn more and more about what I want. I don't feel as anxious as I did when I first started working i think i am learning to be okay with the unknown and still like working hard for it maybe we can f- record when we hit the study <laughs> time really flies yeah it is but yeah that would be a really good idea too mm-hmm. but i'm actually excited to enjoy my late 20s and early 30s because i seem like the more people i talk to that are in their like late 20s and early 30s they seem a lot more confident and more at peace at the at the level that they are yeah because they've navigated through this unknown 20s and now they're like very skilled at whatever it is that they're doing and very happy with where they're at Mm -hmm. and so i'm looking forward to aging (laughs) yeah Yeah. as long as you girls Mm-hmm. We're kind of excited to see how your study looks like. Let us know on our Instagram page if you are still in your 20s and navigating. And if you have any questions, mm-hmm. um, we'll try our best to answer them and help you guys out. But if you guys have also navigated through your 20s, like, please share your stories. I feel very inspired and encouraged mm-hmm. when I hear other people yeah. sharing what they've been through and You know, whether they found something that they love or they were able to achieve their dreams or goals. That would be really nice to hear. We look forward to connecting with you on mm-hmm. our Instagram page. So be sure to check us out at Vitamin Glow Official if you haven't. Thank And you. Thank you guys. So much for listening. Yes. We'll And we'll see you guys in, in the, the next, next episode. episode. Bye. Bye.